Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Miseducation of Ricky Benita podcast. Today, uh, I always introduce my guests not as who they are, but as uh, who they are to me. So uh, I have uh, Byron Bukow here, and uh, I feel like my impression of you is actually way smaller than who you actually are. <laughs> what I mean by that is I knew you existed as uh, the guy who ran Eminon as like my I mean since I was like a senior in high school uh, or as long as Eminon has existed uh, but uh, I we actually met in Sasha uh, Lewis shout outs uh, <laughs> dance piece um, and then I feel like I was like oh this guy like runs Oxnard in the, the <laughs> no, dance community of like even. Ventura County. Um, hello, thanks, thanks for coming on. Hey, Ricky, thanks podcast. for having me, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think uh, that's the last time I actually hung out or saw you was for Sasha's project. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, that was was Sasha. that pre-COVID. That was definitely pre-COVID. That probably had a lot to do with it too, and yeah. like the dance community as a whole just kind of like shut down for at least a year. Um, and then this is awesome. I wanted to mention that we're in the Ocean View uh, Pavilion. Yes. Yes, sir. And Shout out to Ocean View Pavilion. This is crazy. <laughs> My face is up here. Um, and the welcome to the 805 thing, too. Uh, and, and the it's funny. Um, my first guest ever on the podcast was P.D. Escovito, if you, okay. you remember who that is. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, I remember he, in the conversation, or after the conversation, he was like, yeah, like you, there's tons of people you could ask to do this. And like talk about dance talk about hip-hop talk about teaching um and he was like yeah you should go go talk to byron and i was <laughs> like oh that's a good idea and you since day one have actually been on my list of like people that i'm meaning to, oh, to reach I'm, out to I'm on it, man thanks for having <laughs> me and then uh the reason why i was like oh i gotta i gotta talk to him now and i should have done it before but uh the welcome to the 805 event um just happened two weeks ago yes sir was it the 13th was that yeah yeah a little over a week ago yeah Yep. Uh, how do you, one, I guess, maybe talk about, like, the, the Welcome to the 805 event and then, like, how you feel, like, this year went in particular? Okay, so, well, Welcome to the 805 is, uh, we consider it the premier dance event of the 805, and we like to merge different dance styles in the show and invite different crews, basically to bring the 805 dance community together and bring outside guests from the industry um, to inspire other people out here as well yeah so yeah we started that back in 2015 uh, we just had our sixth event uh, we didn't have one during covid but mm. yeah it was here in this venue um it was our first year actually hosting two shows in one day which is pretty chaotic but oh, yeah, but it was yeah. awesome um that. yeah and we we had two pretty packed houses the second event sold out so um, yeah, yeah I was pretty I was, happy with it. I was at the second, uh, the, the night show, and I was afraid I was going to have to sit in this in the, the stairs because there's <laughs> so many people. There were people sitting people on the stairs. people just, like, sitting still. Um, yeah, it's incredible. And you said we. Um, is that, I guess, maybe, like, back to the first Welcome to 805, was that, like, I know you run it with Ricky Cole right now. Yes. Um, was that, like, your guys' brain baby? or? How did yeah, it so, about? I mean, we, we, there used to be events out here in the 805 called Kasi Alhan. And it's it was basically like a a Filipino um, showcase, mm -hmm. and they would bring like YouTube artists and and like dance crews to perform. So we grew up to going to those or performing in those, and we wanted to kind of bring it bring that essence back, yeah. you know, but for a bigger spectrum. And so I mean, we're both dancers and still active in the dance community, and you know, we thought 
there's nothing here in the hometown. Yeah. Everything you have to do is like see dance is out of town, competitions, shows, and so we're like, we should bring it home. Yeah. You know. What it, I, I don't I don't actually know this too. I was thinking about this when I was driving over. How did you like start dancing? Like, what was the origin story of? Okay. You? Uh. So, when I was in elementary school, my sister was on the Channel Islands High School's drill team and co-ed dance team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would go to all her comps. And that was when Channel Islands just started their all-male hip-hop dance crew. Yeah. And so I would see them, like, performing at the comps and all the girls screaming. And I'd be <laughs> like, yo, I want to do this. Yeah. I was, like, in fourth or fifth grade. And I was like, okay. And so they actually, some of the Channel Islands all-male crew alumni, they started a all-kids crew, um, all-boy crew. Mm-hmm. Um and so I joined it. It was called Full Effect. Cool. I think there was like eight of us. So we would do like random, you know, quinces and debuts mm-hmm. and just wow. family parties. But that's how I started dancing. That not, was my roots. That's a 100% expose you. But what year did you graduate high school? <laughs> 2004. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to yeah. track because it's funny like when we'll get into it more but but like my like you were talking about how channel islands all male inspired you and like mine's like channel islands was one of the teams that inspired me too but like i was all male in newberry park and uh they've been i mean channel islands performed at welcome to 805 so for the last like 20 maybe even like 30 years there's just like an all-male dance team running it that's really cool Mm um i was gonna ask to uh uh, all of the like you run alias and Eminon and you were just telling me that you uh uh you you're teaching at like a, a special needs uh hip hop class or whatever. Yeah. And then you're saying you're working in the schools, you've run this event. How did what was like how did this all like start? Like what was the first thing that because I feel like you you have um the the you could be like a studio dance teacher, you could be just like some hip hop teacher, but like at some point I feel like people like you who are figures in the community do something that like makes it into like a uh like a, a part of the culture rather than just like a, a piece in the you know what i'm trying to say yeah like what was the, the thing that like really made you go like oh no, no no like this is my role here to like be a part of this i honestly didn't think i was gonna keep dancing like <laughs> after high school i, I just because i started alias when i was 17 so i started teaching nine kids in my garage Oh. And it was basically to recreate what I was in, but I wanted it to be for guys and girls. Mm-hmm. So I started a youth crew called Undeclared in 2003. That's 19 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it started. And I was doing it for free. I was just teaching kids um, to perform at church events and things like that. And then my friend was like, dude, you should turn this into your career and yeah. i was like i don't know i'm just doing it for fun i was you know so i gave it a shot and e- after that each year the the crews would double so there's yeah we have a lot of dancers now yeah. but shout uh, out to that friend that <laughs> told you that idea yeah so i just kind of went with it and i just never looked back after that yeah how many teams do you guys currently have because i felt like Every other crew at Welcome to the 805 was like, and apart from the Alias Dance Family, I was like, Jesus Christ, how many teams? Yeah, we had, in the show, we had six crews. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we have the minis, which is ages like three. My favorite. Three, yeah. yeah, three to nine. And then we have 
Undeclared, which is 9 to 14, and then Eminon, which is 14, 18, and then we have the all-female crew, mm-hmm. um, Byron's Angels, adult crew, faction. Um, and then the one that we haven't had for a while was, it's called Boys in Motion, which mm-hmm. is our all-male yeah, crew. Um, but we've had less boys in the, our crew lately, so we haven't been going, but a lot of teams <laughs> i was gonna say does that does do you ever feel like that's like uh overwhelming like, yes to keep track of everybody <laughs> it's it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot behind the scenes you know a lot of people they, they only see you know the end product but the planning the preparation you know working with different choreographers or guest teachers coaches parents yeah yeah but i think i'm just so used to it how many, yeah. I don't even know if you know the answer to this, but how many, like, on-staff people related to, like, Alias, I guess, like, under your umbrella do you know, do you have, that are, like... I would say... Staffed. Like, six right now. For six teams, okay. Yeah. I, maybe that's reasonable, yeah. Wow. Uh, I was going to mention, too, or, or, or ask you, too... Um, when you have when you have all of these teams and you have I mean you said you started with uh, undeclared mm-hmm. and then you have like these things keep like growing. Do you feel like you have an end goal for like or, or like what and maybe this this changes over the years, but maybe like at the start uh, when you're like okay, let's try to like expand this and make this a career of some sort. What what is your like vision for all of these teams and like teaching in general and dance? I mean the the main purpose of me pursuing it and continuing with it is I wanted to make dance accessible to everyone out here in the 805 I mean dancing in a dance studio could be really expensive and so I made it catered more towards underprivileged youth mm-hmm. people that can't afford to dance in the studio yeah do you um was there ever a time where because I feel like that's as as a teacher that's what I'm, I'm loving now but I do miss the, um, and maybe you don't, maybe because Eminon, Alias, all these teams are so dope, you don't run into this problem. But I feel like uh, when you have kids like a dance studio, they have this certain level of like um, privilege understood that like, oh, it's cool that I get to dance here and I'm paying to take this class, so I better like appreciate it. But I feel like sometimes when I'm teaching underprivileged youth who could really care less about <laughs> dance, they're like, I, why, why are we doing this? Really, they complain. Do you feel like you run into those problems at all? Not with Alias because 90% of the time they want to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and or they start off not wanting to be there. Their parents put them in mm-hmm. to try it, and then they end up wanting to be there. Um, I do notice that when I work at schools, though. Mm. So I'll teach during school. Um, and after school programming and yeah, they're not having it. <laughs> how do, you, having how do it. you handle that? Asking for a friend. How do you handle that? I mean, it, it could be tough. It's, I think it's just showing more empathy and, and making it as enjoyable as you can. Right. You know, I mean, discipline is hard to instill with those type of things, especially with underprivileged youth. Like you don't want to rub them the wrong way. Yeah. You know, so I'm just really cautious about that. So you got to kind of play it cool with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, but that's that's the only way you can handle it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, I feel like my I, t- I told you, um, I understood you as the guy who ran Amnon when I was in high school. 
the reason why I knew about Eminon was uh, I was on the all-male dance team. I don't know if you remember Josh Ditto. Yeah, he also you went to Thousand Oaks High School? Newberry. Oh, Newberry. Newberry. Well, he used to do stuff with Thousand Oaks. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess I did kind of too, but like it, all those boys were interconnected in a lot of ways. Um, but Josh Ditto was our captain when I the, my first year starting dance, and then he was dating Jasmine Raigosa, who okay, was yeah. on Eminon. And then we would go to all the competitions. We would go to World of Dance and watch you guys and all these things. Um, you having that idea of like dance being accessible, um, how do you negotiate? I don't even, even know if it's a negotiation, but like how do you relate the idea of like competition into this idea of. Uh, because to me, like m- maybe why I'm asking this question is when you're in a studio setting, it's. They're paying so much money to get the best teachers. They pay extra to go to like a uh, convention on the weekend. Then they compete and they have this like award and blah blah blah. But when you have the uh, these, I don't even know how to describe it, but like a little more down to earth teaching of dance, where it's like we're trying to teach these kids something, have in, give them fun, whatever. When you throw competition into that, does it get hard? Like, is there any way that it gets hard to like navigate? It definitely gets hard, especially for certain families. You know, some people have different backgrounds, some some single parents, you know, mm-hmm. and competitions do get expensive. But we try to fundraise and we I have this thing where it's, you know, if the student wants to remain anonymous and they need help. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll bring it up. And almost every 100 percent of the time, like parents pitch in and help that kid out. So, yeah. You know, we're we're called AS Dance Family for a reason. Like we try to look out for each other, um, but that's that's pretty much how it goes. But yeah, we fundraise a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to to like so, so you know alleviate costs and it doesn't you know. Yeah, and then even like from a maybe like a pedagogical standpoint, like do you feel like competition is the way that you kind of like like how does how does competition become a lesson for the kids that I mean need that. I mean, there's a lot to learn from it, from winning and losing, mm-hmm. you know, and I think just the journey that they build mentally, um, it's 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 a life lesson. They don't even know that they're learning at, mm-hmm. at first, you know, until they're done with it. And, um, that's that's what I what I get from it when I see like a lot of my alumni dancers when they're done, they're just like, wow, I didn't realize that this helped me this way and that way mm-hmm. you know so i don't uh, know if that answered the question yeah yeah, yeah no <laughs> i yeah because i feel like um i me as a hip-hop dance teacher i'm very um fundamentally based and i i in college i was on versatile next generation so i feel like nice. that's like and they performed yeah the show. yeah yeah <laughs> uh but like and even when i see them now i'm like it uh how do i uh I'm saying this because I feel like it could definitely come off as very <laughs> condescending, but it's not. It's just like the way that I observe. Um, when you look at a team like Versatile, if you, if your eye on the stage looks at any one individual, um, everybody is so trained that like I feel like anybody could be in the center. You know what I mean? And sometimes when I feel like you look at a competition uh, team, if you if you play that same game, you can tell that like the person in the center is. Um, the main character and then people are sometimes on on purpose choreographed act as like an extension of that person in the center um 
so I guess to tie this into the idea of like competition, how do you, how do you teach the idea of, uh, like, I, I, does this ever come up where like the person in the center is, is held to like a really, really high standard. And then you have somebody in the back that's like, maybe not misses the lesson or like, do you know what I'm trying to, trying to ask? <laughs> Cause I'm asking a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of get it, but I, I think it's, I mean, obviously the people that would be centered, they're, they're probably more trained, mm-hmm. but we definitely try to push everyone on that standard and we push them to dance next to those people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just all about growth as a unit, as a whole versus just the individual. But mm-hmm. I mean, of course, every growth for an individual is good too. Like, right. yeah. Yeah. And then also uh with i guess with that idea because i I had that thought a lot um it's funny i i don't i don't go to uh like it's strange because the welcome 805 is not a competitive event but it feels like a competitive event based off like my experience of going to competitive events yeah it's like all those competition teams are here and they're they're performing even though they're not competing against each other uh which is is really really cool by the way um but when you try to like analyze how teams like um train i guess uh it's just very fascinating to me um it's just very fascinating to me how the uh, standard of like how are you training for this show or how are you training for yourself as like a dancer and like being on versatile i know that like they would like you have to you should be just as comfortable freestyling in a club as you are like dancing on a stage and i've also been a part of uh, other competitive teams where like that's 100 percent not the case and you get the people who are like in front that are like well i'm not gonna dance and it's like yeah. what? you're the star like you, <laughs> you know um so do you I, I guess what i'm asking is how what is your philosophy on like training and uh building up individual dancers and how does like competition play a part in that well, I mean, foundation is always important, you know, so and knowing roots. And so I, I do like taking it back to basics and fundamentals and bringing in people that are more knowledgeable in those things. Um, I definitely don't like having my dancers just throw a move from a style just just because. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of hard out here. There's not a lot of yeah. like technically trained people. So we do have to bring them out to, to the 805. Um as far as competition, what was the question again? I guess like when when you have when you're because tra- I feel like uh, I, this isn't I, I, hmm. I again I know how this sounds and I'm not meaning it as attack but sometimes I see teams that are training for the show you know what yeah. I mean whereas I look at a, a group like Versus Style for example they are they could care less about that show because like they really like live it and they're, they go to battles every weekend and like another show is another show. But like there, I, I can see some teams that are like, they train for this one dance and they practice this one dance and they rehearse for hours just to make sure this one piece is like super clean. But then when you look, it, it raises the question, like, are you training the piece or are you training the dancer? So do you feel like when you have a team that is dedicated to making dance accessible for um, for younger people and you throw competition in it, does it get harder to train them as dancers or does it supplement that training? Uh, I mean, I guess it's a little bit of both, you know, 
but yeah, it's definitely there's a structure kind of for mm-hmm. for competition. Uh, but we do train not just to do a competition, you know. So right. uh, we do a lot of you know workshops and and we make them freestyle and and things like that. But but yeah, I, <laughs> that's my bad. I don't really have the best answer. Yeah, right no, no, no. Yeah. I, I, it's it's. I literally, I, I feel like I, because again, I I teach at Cal Lutheran, so I feel like I'm just like a professor with my glasses and like <laughs> writing on a notepad while I'm watching a show where everybody's like, Wah! and I'm just, it's just like observing things from a, um, I don't know, a cultural perspective of like how these different groups and different people have these uh, ideas. Um, I was going to ask too uh, about um, your relationship with Ricky Cole. How did that? Oh, come so about? I went to high school with Ricky Cole, actually even junior high school. So we've known each other for a really long time. And then after us dancing on the Channel Islands uh, all-male crew Mm -hmm. in high school, we joined a collegiate crew called Pac Modern. I didn't know you were on Pac. Yeah, Cal State Long Beach. And, yeah, we we always kept in touch. And, you know, he started uh, being the main MC host for World of Dance Tour. Mm -hmm. So he would pretty much MC almost all world of dance yeah. events. Uh, he still does some, um, but yeah, I just came up with the idea of bringing back something like this back home. Not so competitive, like just trying to bring people together, creating a different vibe because when you're at a competition, everyone's kind of like yeah. brush my shoulder off on and I mean not look at you right now and just focus on myself versus just everyone's here to support each other, yeah. you know, doing their own thing, you know? Yeah. When I, uh, I was walking through the parking lot when I, I was coming to the show and I was like deja vu because like all the teams were in the parking lot practicing and <laughs> cleaning and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, this is so weird. Um, yeah, that's cool. So with uh, when did you guys like was it more like you saying, hey, I have this idea. Do you want to be a part of it? Or did you guys kind of like come up with the idea of the show together? Yeah, I kind of had the idea of like wanting to bring back like that showcase I was talking about, mm-hmm. Kasia Han. Uh, but with dance yeah and so yeah we met up for lunch and we just kind of started seesawing back and forth and then yeah we came up with the name welcome to 805 that's so cool yeah we just want we want to do something for the community and just bring everyone together and you know seven years later we're we're here still so yeah about that the doing things for the community i feel like with the um I guess competitive commercial, whatever you want to call it, success that like all the teams that you have had and even like Ricky Cole with Soul Fresh, like you guys obviously have a, you could have at any time picked up and been like, let's just move to LA and let's like pursue this like Hollywood more focused path of dance. Why do you feel like it's so important to like bring something back to your community? Well, I feel like, they already have it every day in LA, you know, and there's nothing here. So, I mean, it's, it's good to see our community, our roots, you know, build something of their own. So that's why we stuck with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we, uh, we actually do want to take it to another city too. And, but represent their community, you mm-hmm. know, so we'll see. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. I, I feel like that it's like a very hip hop thing too, to like, yeah. and um, I had that thought. I, I I didn't I didn't start dancing until I was like seventeen, like my senior year of high school. Um, but I had that thought. 
when I was in high school that I was like, ah, oh, it sucks that I have to go all the way to like LA to like get some dance training or, or to like dance with people or go to battles or whatever. Um, and I feel like if I was here or if I was into dance for more than <laughs> a year, uh, I would have found you guys and this place is like this place, like this is your house. Um, but <laughs> the a- alias fam is like a beacon of, uh, for people to like actually use. Um, do you have like a, a certain student in mind or like something where you're like very proud of like now that they're big and the coolest thing that they've done or whatever? I mean, a lot. Obviously a lot of <laughs> There's students. There's so many. But is there one that stands out where you're like, oh, my person's a Jabwalkie and like they started here? I mean, I got to give a few shout outs, I guess. Like Miles Brown. So Miles Brown, he was on the Ellen show when he was four and he found Eminon. Wow. Uh, he saw Eminon. Or his sister saw Eminon performing at her high school rally, and so they brought him and to join. And then he ended up becoming an actor on the TV show Blackish. Oh, cool! Yeah. yeah, he's doing big things now. I think he's like on some on Chris Angel's magician show right now. Wow! They have like celebrities doing magic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jamie Boy, Jamie Boy is my uh-huh. original he student. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he actually performed. So, yeah, he was my first student, one of my first students in 2003. Um, and now he's he started doing YouTube covers, over five hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, and yeah, he's making his original music now. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah, doing amazing things. Yeah, just that's just a, to name a few, but yeah. there's there's so many people it's just successful in life that took their creativity in a different direction. But it's cool to see. Yeah, well, I mean, the alias you said almost twenty years that alias has existed, so I'm sure there's like almost thousands of kids at this point that yeah. have like come through and there's, and there's definitely been thousands of kids yeah. <laughs> i've worked with yeah that's really cool uh and then uh you you said that you when we were setting up and stuff you said that you're working in the schools uh what is your role and and cause you said that it was for a specific nonprofit, but like all the roles that you've been in schools because now you said you work with special needs students and like talk about some of like the the places that you've been in a public school setting okay so i've recently started working with Dance for Wellness, which is a nonprofit, and they do during school and after school programming for dance and theater. So they they put me on. Um, so I was a summer school teacher this past summer, hmm. like a legit my own classroom. Like teaching a subject? No, but like I, I had my own like classroom to teach dance. Oh, okay, straight okay. up. That's but awesome. I I got hired on as a teacher. You know, yeah. so like it's just me and the kids in the classroom. But yeah, that was tough. It was tough dealing with with those 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 kids but um it was a really good experience at the same time mm-hmm. yeah um with the special needs i just started teaching special needs classes uh two months ago uh with the city of oxnard so it's the oxnard special populations and surprisingly they had no programming for for special needs like mm-hmm. dance ever so it was the first ever dance class in ventura county i just had them perform last week actually so it was awesome to see yeah you know that's and super cool. um i definitely want to continue and spread it out you know i, I think inclusion is really important and um and they're they're amazing they're talented yeah yeah do you uh if you have a, a main i don't know maybe a couple of things what is the main difference in like teaching special needs uh, versus just like a general population dance class um Honestly, there's not too big of a difference. Like, they're more energetic, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah, they 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 have no filter. They're just like 
enjoying themselves so mm -hmm. it's cool to bring that out of them you know yeah yeah wow uh, and then you, you kind of just mentioned it working with the city of Oxnard and we were talking again before about um, the pal and how you literally are like this is why I say that you're the king of, of Oxnard <laughs> dance because you literally work with the city to teach dance um, how did like your relationship with working with the city come about and, like how did that start so after I decided to pursue it more um, into a career I was looking for a space to have a bit more students because I, I couldn't fit like 30 kids in my garage anymore mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah at the time so I did find the pal um, there used to be a a room that was there called the jam center which was the Jason Allen Memorial Center and he was um an alumni from Chen Islands that that passed away mm -hmm. so they made a memorial room for for creatives to be in there yeah um, but they ended up tearing the building down mm. and so the pal took us in and after that, they just wanted me to work together with the city from that point. Yeah. Yeah, and that was in 2000, I think, five. Wow. Well, so you've been working with it for a lot longer than I thought. Yeah, wow. yeah. So we've been doing all <laughs> city events, and we, we do fundraisers. We host showcases called Dance for a Cause, and we, we donate the proceeds to some type of charity. We've done, like, the Special Olympics. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to do one again next month, actually, and we want to donate for special needs programming yeah yeah do you i feel like um when i this is a, a personal thing that i need to get over but like any type of like uh like for example right now i have an idea for something that i want to choreograph and i have plenty of people that i could ask but i'm afraid because i'm like oh i don't want to like be an inconvenience to people and I feel like something like going up to the city of Oxnard and being like, can I use your space is like such a ballsy move. Like, what do you think about yourself lends to that idea of like, well, let me just go ask. And like even this space right here, like we're able in your you built a relationship with the people here, obviously. But like what what about you do you think helps that where you can just like go and ask for something that you're interested in? Honestly, I didn't even know I was going to keep continuing to work with them. So kind of just fell into place I, it's like i didn't even necessarily ask it's like they asked me i happened. guess you know <laughs> so um so what you're telling me is you just have to be really dope so people are like can we please can you please no <laughs> i'm pretty sure you could ask and talk yeah. too you know but yeah i didn't i never even thought about that yeah yeah i, I think i think it takes a lot of i i'm, I'm learning that it, there's a lot of um like in in people that i admire that like kind of run organizations they have like qualities that i'm i'm like ah like i gotta get more of that and like working with with cal lutheran there's like a lot of things that i want to do in the department and i'm like ah, i wish like i could I, I i have to give myself pep talks I'm like just go do just go do it you know because i feel like the the things that you've created and like you know like i said like he, this place and like the pow and all of these things are like so incredible and I feel like uh, it takes a certain type of person to like make those things happen. So thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like bad with compliments or things like that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah. But uh, let me just sit here and compliment you. Um, yeah, it's 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 really 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 cool. Um, do you? Um, how do you feel like you've changed as like a uh, a teacher throughout like the years of all the teams and all the students and and everything like? Your, your idea of, like, being a teacher yourself, how does that change? I mean, I started it young when I was teaching. I was 
17. So I was a kid, you know, yeah. and I was just all about just the vibes, having fun, dance. Um, I mean, now as a teacher, it's it's just like, you know, instilling more traits into them that they can carry with themselves yeah. forever, you know, and also in with my instructors. I'm more of like an overseer versus like just the dance now. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask that too, like when, well, maybe not when, but like how how much of a hands-on approach do you have to, because I feel like when these things get so big, you have the ability and you need to start delegating things to other people. So like how much in the actual, you know, performance, dance, practices, all that stuff, do you feel like you do or how much of it is kind of like you're the kingpin? Um, it, It's like a roller coaster. <laughs> so sometimes I'll be there, it's like 10%, and then sometimes... I'm the only one there 100%. So it's kind of hard to say that. Yeah. yeah. But I definitely try to give as much time as I can to every group. Yeah. Cool. But um, uh, this is a small thing, but I just rem- I didn't want to forget to ask this. Byron's Angels. Yes. Did you name Byron's Angels? Because <laughs> I feel like what a move <laughs> if you did. <laughs> no, nah, I would never name it that. So. It's so funny. So I was actually in the Philippines. I think maybe it was like 2012, 2013. And they, the boys on Eminon and the girls on Eminon wanted to create an all-male and all-female. Mm-hmm. And they called me while I was on vacation with my family. And they're like, Byron, what should we name our, our team? The girls called me. And I was like, um, I don't know. Well, and their theme was Charlie's Angels. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, how about Byron's Angels? I was like, uh... I mean, I guess, <laughs> and it just stuck. So it's just so funny, but yeah, I always call them angels. I think it's weird saying Byron's angels. Yeah, that's yeah. it's really funny. <laughs> um, I had that thought when I was watching them because I knew that that team existed, but I was like, wait a minute, there's no way Byron named this, and I wonder if he's embarrassed <laughs> that it's called this. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. That's funny. Um, you recently had a baby. Well, yes. you didn't. Your wife did. Yeah, uh, but is it is he 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 is two ish? He's about to be two next week. Okay, my approximation yeah, is pretty it's good. Pretty good, man. Um, how do you feel like? And maybe this is from a practical lens, but also maybe from like a a deeper like spiritual lens, I guess. How do you feel like having a kid changes how you are? I guess like the director of this group, but also like being a teacher. Oh, uh, I, it smacked me in the face having a kid. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely way harder than I thought it would be. I think that's for everyone that has kids. But yeah, I would think, oh, you know, I've, I've been working with kids for like 19 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's going to be not that bad, but it was definitely a challenge. And it's like a whole nother job, you know, yeah. it's like uh, right when I get home, it's like it's all about my son now, you yeah. know. My 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 lifestyle changed. It switched. You know, it just became more about family and yeah, and just just seeing his development. You know, I don't know if that answered the question. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I asked. But it, it's definitely been tough. I it's, love because I what you just said. Like, oh, I've been working with kids for all these years. I feel like I have that perspective too, where I'm like, I'll be a, it'll be easy. I already know how to do this. But I, yeah, everybody says the same thing. So I'm. Hoping for one day for somebody to be like, you're a teacher. You know how to be a dad. But it's not going <laughs> to. Yeah, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I love it. I love yeah. I love being a dad. And he's an awesome kid. And 
I'm excited to see what happens when he gets into things, you know? Yeah. We'll see if he dances. Yeah. Uh, well, do you, I guess, again, do you feel like that had, like, when you had a kid, did you have to, like, change your role being the boss all the time? I did. I definitely had to delegate asking for more help, mm-hmm. getting the parents more involved to, mm. you know, do things. I was always, when I had the teams, I was always used to, like, I have to do it because if someone else does it and they're not going to do it the way I want it, I'm yeah. just going to do it all over again. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just, you know, instilling more trust into to people who are working together as a team. Um, I'm still learning. Yeah. Yeah, but it's definitely... Yeah, I, I can't be there as much as I, I, I would want to be. Mm-hmm. As as you shouldn't also. You should be there. Yeah, I want to <laughs> yeah, see my kid grow right up thing. for sure. Definitely. Um, and then, you well, you just mentioned uh, parents, and I feel like that's something that I have not begun to crack yet. Because at my role at this school full-time, I feel like I definitely had to learn the difference between a, a dance teacher where I teach dance class and a teacher where like now these, I have to like, kind of like how you said, you have to mentor these kids and teach them life skills and discipline and all these things. Um, working with parents is something that I still like. I'm a very, very, very level one on that. Uh, how did, was there a learning curve to working with parents or like, do you feel like your parents have been supportive since day one or? Oh yeah. It's definitely a, a learning curve. Like you get, it's always when something goes wrong is when, when you're like, okay, I need to change something. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've gone through a lot of things that are, you know, been hiccups. But, I mean, with the times changing, too, there's always something new. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely improving. But, yeah, yeah, it started off rough at first. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's parents hard. have a lot of demands. Sometimes parents are a little more demanding than the kids themselves. Yeah. 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 Well, for me, I feel like my most of my community is – um. well and i don't even want to generalize the problems that i'm coming into are are maybe when a parent isn't there um and you know just having the sometimes you have to be the parent in a lot of uh situations i don't know if you've run into that but it's uh it's it's tough because when you have again when you go past the role of just like i'm just teaching a dance class like at a studio you can be like after the hour you're like see you later i don't have to think about you anymore but Uh i'm like on Saturday morning, I wake up and I'm like, I wonder how so-and-so is doing today. I'm like, <laughs> he's at home doing nothing. Like, why am I thinking about this? But I don't know. That's it's a good thing, though. Tough. You know? I yeah. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's a good thing. Um, do you, uh, what do you think in, I feel like you wear a lot of hats too, but, and maybe this is a question that changes day to day. But right now, with the roles that you have, what do you think is the the thing that gets in your way the most from like either teaching effectively or like running the team effectively or what's your biggest hurdle that you feel like you have to deal with on a normal basis? I think right now it's parenting. Mm. <laughs> it's got to be. You being a parent. Yeah, me yeah. being a parent. Yeah. And just fighting the right times to fight through being tired and still getting stuff done. Yeah. On top of it. Yeah, it's hard. Well, I don't. I have no idea. But that sounds <laughs> <laughs> sounds really hard. Um, and then, because I deal with this a lot, you started dancing, uh, and that made you want to start making a group, which means obviously you love dance so much. But you were saying uh, before that, like your 
hand and the actual dance becomes less and less as time goes on uh, or sometimes um, how much do you actually dance now for me like dancing for myself not as mu- not so much to mm-hmm. be honest it's it's more when I do have the time I'm gonna give it to the kids mm-hmm. um, but I mean I did perform recently so I mean I had a few rehearsals here and there but yeah I don't go out take classes like I used to anymore yeah. does that like bother you or do you have any any sometimes it does regret? yeah but I try not to beat myself up about it you know I, I know I'm getting older and so I'm trying to adapt and trying to see how what I'm doing has more longevity you know versus just being a name for myself it's never really been about my name it's been about like the group as a whole yeah and so that's always been my main focus yeah I feel like you have a very no you're a very noble person (laughs) (laughs) you're like thinking about other uh other people's uh growth and that's that's really cool um and then uh, maybe lastly a young kid is listening to this high school or whatever interested in dance wants to be just like you when they grow up what do you think is the best advice you could give a young aspiring dancer oh dang that's a tough question. Or maybe if that's too hard, what do you feel like is the advice that you would have given yourself when you were like that age? Don't ditch school. <laughs> that's great <laughs> advice. I used to ditch a lot of school when I was in high school. Um, but I think it's just don't hold back, you know, like who cares what people think of you and take risk and learn from your mistakes and sounds cliche, some of those things, but it's true. A lot of people care what people say think and see you know um and nobody cares mm-hmm. nobody cares you should just do what you feel you like you want to do yeah i if that makes sense <laughs> it does and i uh because i used to care i used to care you know yeah when i was younger, I was like oh and then you might think of me this way and then like yeah at the end of the day nobody cares nobody's looking at you yeah, yeah like you yeah i, I i'm laughing because i just told a kid a couple weeks ago i she was afraid, didn't want to dance because she's like, everybody's looking at me. And I was like, I hate to burst your bubble, but nobody's looking at you and nobody cares. And, you know, why are you worried about what they're thinking? You know, um, it sounds very harsh, but I think that makes people more able to shine if they don't have that pressure of like you're supposed to look a certain way. Yeah. Whatever. It's really nice. Uh, well, cool. Thanks, dude. Uh, your your groups, all of them <laughs> are amazing. Um And, uh, it's, it's really, um, inspiring. And I, I feel like too, uh, what you said with the idea of like LA has, has dancers and providing opportunity out here and me saying it's a noble thing. I actually really do mean that that's really cool. And I think important for, I hope somebody hears this and realizes that like, there's a lot of groups or like a lot of artists or people that are dedicated to just like a small and, and this isn't even small now because you have six teams but uh their own community rather than like you know it's easy as a dancer to be like i have to like be on the biggest stage in the world and i have to yeah. go achieve so and so but to like have that care and heart for the people that live down the street from you is uh is really really cool and i appreciate that a lot so i appreciate you Appreciate you, Setting man. this up and doing the podcast yeah. and all that. It's amazing. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> My face is crazy. That's right. Dude, thank uh, you for having me, bro. Yeah, of course. Do you have anything you want to plug or like any 
events or anything coming up? I mean, we are hosting an event called Dance for a Cause. I mentioned it earlier, uh, but we are raising funds for our Oxnard Special Needs Programming. It's going to be in December. It's tentative right now. It's the 19th or the 20th. But, yeah, come out if you can. Um, you can check us out at Alias Dance Fam on Instagram or aliasdanceco.com. But, yeah, thanks again, Ricky, for having me, bro. Yeah. And it was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. See you. Peace. Ya.